0: Welcome to Caesar's insiders podcast in this podcast. I'll be interviewing leading Caesars in the industry for a light conversation about anything from their favorite drinks to favorite vendor to key influencers, biggest accomplishments and failures, myths they like to debunk advice. They want to give out, and even some tips, they can extend to the eager vendor who's knocking on their door. Join us for a light talk. I encourage you to walk away with at least one insight that will help you better yourself or your business. Welcome Alex gets in the acting information security manager of Tipalti, a giant in the payment industry uh, based out of Silicon Valley, California with offices in Israel. Um, so Alex actually started off as a security analyst uh, over in the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, before moving on to a role of instructor and then held a consultant position in, in a few companies. Later on, moving on to a project manager role. Uh, until he landed in his current role as the information security manager of Tipalti. Um, I'm sure I've, I've missed a lot of things, Alex. Uh, d- did you wanna add anything? Did you wanna give a brief introduction about yourself here?
1: Sure thing, I'll, I'll throw in a few words. Thank you for, uh, for having you, Ben, it's a pleasure. Um, and in addition to what you said, um, I guess you got most of it. I am responsible for security at Tipalti. You're a uh, uh Global payables automation company will help our clients you know, such as um zumba zola uh Blizzard, twitch uh, make uh, payments at scale to their their uh, vendors and that of course means they deal with a lot of uh security of of uh financial financial transfers, a lot of
0: sensitive data and um other issues more technical yeah and so and vendors. you and you've been in that role for a year and a half, I think.
1: That's right. Yes, I uh, I have been for uh, over a bit over a year and a half with Tipalti and it's been a pleasure since.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I think we've been I've been in contact with Tipalti for a few years now. Even have a friend there. Uh, yeah, it does uh, seem like a very interesting company. I I went over to your offices over in San Mateo. So let me. I Usually, I like to start with the two couple of uh, what I call uh, icebreaker questions just to get uh, you know, a, bit, a, a bit more information about yourself, uh, let our listeners know a bit more about you on the personal side. Uh, I like to ask about your marital status and what your favorite, favorite drink is.
1: Sure thing. Yeah, no problem. So my favorite drink is um, Belgian beer, wet beer. Um, and I'm just recently engaged. So yeah, congratulations to me. Oh. Uh, once uh, this thing blows over, uh, um, we'll make it uh, official.
0: Definitely, and you know, if you like uh, Belgian beers, I actually had an interview with uh, with the CISO of Carlsberg a few weeks back, and it seems they have more than 150 brands of beer. A lot of them are are uh, wheat beers, I think. So we should definitely get in touch with him. Uh, he's he's taking a tour now to taste all the beers. So. Uh, Oh, well go. that's quite
1: uh that's quite the occupation quite a mission
0: yeah and they have an nice. open bar every day after four pm so you know well, you know
1: some people uh <laughs> know how to live
0: <laughs> yeah so uh let's dive right in uh, and and you know we've we've had like a pre conversation I told you that the main goal of this podcast is to to get to, for me to get to know you personally and get it and give our listeners a chance to get to know you better, uh, especially the man behind the role, uh, and and in order to do that, I, I'd like to ask a bunch of uh, personal questions and you know semi semi business questions here. Uh, so let's dive right in. What's the one thing you wish you'd known when you began your career?
1: Well, I, I would love knowing the uh, price of Bitcoin in uh, 218. That would be great. Uh, but, um, I think, I think what would be super cool if, if I knew that information security was not just network security. And I see that with a lot of people that just start in InfoSec and InfoSec is actually such a broad, such a broad profession, um, domain world. And, uh, you can often, you know, hit, uh, hit start on the wrong foot or, or start with something that does not fit your interests. For me, that was not the case. I love network security, but I just did not know how exciting, you know, appsec like or or hacking or other, um, you know, roles could be. So that would be great.
0: Okay. So you started off from in the network security space and then you moved on to the app security space. And I I imagine that nowadays you you have to deal with compliance, obviously, you know, working in the payment industry as well. So you come to know more facets of information security, you know, on top of obviously network security and application security. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Uh, What would you say? And I know this might be a challenging question here. And but what what would you say is your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it?
1: Oh well, I can clearly still remember um, um, an item from my first job when uh, when uh, I was sent to deal with piece of tech that you know I've studied and I've worked within the lab and I've got certified on and you know I've went down in the field to implement it and completely failed and I was just astounded because I, I had the certificate to prove that I know how to do it right but uh, you know my, my big lesson then was uh, is that you know um, technology is more of uh, voodoo magic than <laughs> documentation and there's nothing like you know, real experience um, in the field with it yeah. so I was uh, more humble from there on.
0: Yeah and, and you know personally I think a lot of our most of our failures not, not most but a lot of our failures I mean we always remember them more clearly and more vividly and we typically learn more from them than from our accomplishments. But having said that, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment?
1: Right, those are, those are difficult questions. Um, I, I am very happy with the work that uh, I do with the Cloud Security Alliance uh, for research on, on the cloud security. Um, it's uh, volunteering work and Um, A year ago, I've gotten to um, lead author the CSA cloud penetration testing playbook, which was the event first uh, of its kind on attacking cloud applications and environments. And I'm uh, very happy with that.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, and and that's the CSA chapter over in Israel or is it uh, part of the global uh, network?
1: No, we actually do have a great chapter in Israel. Um, and um, I am, however, part of a work group, which is a, you know, a cross country, uh, cross time zone workforce of volunteers that come together every two weeks and they um, do research, they um, analyze survey um, answers from the public and they deliver resources that others use uh, to better their cloud security, even vendors, consumers, whatever
0: okay nice interesting um what advice would you give uh, someone waiting to pursue a career similar to yours
1: well that is that is an interesting question um i would like to start with uh i'm not sure that anyone uh, can or should uh just decide that they want to pursue a career similar to another person because they'll just have so many different uh, challenges and interests but most importantly opportunities Right, I, I find uh, in my experience that if I stick to, to a predefined course in, in, in you know, a world or a career or an industry that's so changing that I'll miss some more than what I'll gain. Um, there's definitely enough, uh, you know, uh, interest in diverse technologies and threats. And there are many, many opportunities. We're very blessed in the cybersecurity industry to have many opportunities. And I believe, you know, taking the best opportunity you have with good mentors, good leaders, good people, and um, a subject matter that's closer to your interest do better than uh, pursuing a career path that someone has had. Um, But to give, to to walk away with something, you know, some key things would be um, always learning, even if you're just finished, you know, you're... Um, CCSK or CSSP or whatever big or small always keep learning and um, always respect your colleagues and managers and your vendors particularly uh, because they will be the ones you know, pushing you upwards pulling you down giving you more opportunities or closing doors for you. Um, just a few things.
0: Yeah uh, I think that's a great uh, takeaway by the way um, and uh, w- and, and I know that, uh, party I believe your organization, like the CISO role, the, the Information Security Manager role, I believe it's uh, someone relate, somehow related to IT or into the technology side. What would you say, uh, or rather, what would you feel about the role of uh, CISO as being a part of the IT group or the IT department? That, um, you, you know, there are there are two schools of thoughts, I think. One is very product and the other one is uh, find a lot of, uh, a lot of disadvantages in that. And I'm curious about your take.
1: Right, so firstly, a CISO uh, working under IT is the traditional and um, the most common structure perhaps. Um, and so there's that. Um, that, that's just, that's just how it is. And uh, there are many pros and cons to it. Um, when you're in IT, it's very easy to reach out to your best bud IT manager or your best bud network engineer, and you know get stuff done with them. And you you speak uh, the same language. You work uh, together. You have a good working relationship. And a big a big chunk of what you'll be doing in security relates to IT. And as your your work is you know. Um, management without authority or guidance without authority, it's way easier to work with someone or ask someone to do or improve on, on configurations or, or uh, security gaps when you have a good working environment and being in that group with them helps. Uh, however, when you're in that group, you miss out on working in relationships with others and uh, particularly um, with non-technical groups. Um, I know many are very audible or very loud about how that's a, no, a no-go, a, a bad thing to do. But um, the truth is, is that, you know, the industry works the way it is. And um, first, we got to, you know, recognize that and do, do good with it. And there's definitely a lot of good to it. Um, for a lot of companies, it's just not the right thing to put a system under the CEO or um, under product. Um, I work with my CTO a lot. He's a, he's a great guy and he knows a lot about security and I, I haven't been uh, negative or, or uh, hurt by that for, for one second. It's second. It's been only a pleasure and I've stood to benefit a great deal from it.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I do agree that I, I think it uh, goes back to the organizational structure and I think it varies. You know, some organizations, CISO reporting to a CEO might be more suitable, whereas uh, in other organizations, it might not. Uh, You know, if I need to categorize it, I would say probably, you know, a more technological company, uh, but not too big CISO reporting to uh, an IT related function is probably the most common setup I I see. Um, This thing, you
1: know, what I've noticed, lately is, you know, they used to um, manage security budget by a percentage of the IT budget, and there was a, there was a yeah. time when IT budget used to be huge, uh, just huge, and that percentage would, you know, translate well, just an example, that, that is not the case today. You know, even, even uh, in some extreme cases, the infrastructure budget for your, you know, if you're in the cloud infrastructure budget would not even be in IT, and so you would have just an unreasonable low percentage. Some things just don't work today for, for this model. But in some cases, it still does. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think with the shift nowadays, you know, uh, a lot of cloud-related uh, budgets, you know, a lot of them encompass security features as well. So it's, been, it's, it's harder to distinguish and, you know, to just, uh, like, assign different blocks for the budget.
1: I find that, you know, the best uh, place organizationally and best people to work with, would be the people that would want to champion you most champion that role most. Um, not necessarily the people that are naturally more aligned with security Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that changes, of course.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, what -hmm. would you say your best resources that have helped you along the way are?
1: Uh, well, I've been very, uh, very keen on, um, learning from best practices, uh, learning for for professional development and always having, you know, a a reference to how things should be in in the proper way in in the ideal term. Um, And there's a lot of resources for that, you know, for technology like CIS security configuration benchmarks for web security, there's OWASP for cloud security, there's CSA and it's never ending. So there's almost never a shortage of uh, answers to questions. How Something should optimally be in a secure state, uh, but um, the better answer here would be uh, would be people, the people that you 're working with, and again, they can be the ones that make your project a success or or make your project a failure, and it it does not even have to be you know, so direct as to as to insult them or uh, be great friends with them. Uh, you just have to sometimes be more uh, aware and, and keen on, on perceiving uh what what a person working with you and uh, has an impact on your project is, is looking for and what has been his contribution or what is his benefit from it and yeah. appreciate that and that will be the key distinguisher or key resource in the success of that thing you're doing um, one of the things i've learned over the past two years that's fresh is that I've stopped believing that security is a purely technical field and I've started believing that security is more about change and transition and therefore uh, it's people's skills that do more impact than uh, being a technical guru.
0: Yeah. So if I have to boil it down, you're talking about uh, industry best practices and people. And it's not a coincidence that uh, my next question is about. Uh, uh, whether you can share like three names or three stories about people that were th- that were very influential to you in your life, I mean.
1: Well, I'll I'll try to scope it down to uh, to my career if if you don't mind, and in my career, uh, my my first mentor uh, in in security, the first person that really uh, ma- made an effort. To, uh, to teach me not only the subtleties of security, but also uh, the subtleties of the trade and how to succeed in this career. Uh, so uh, that first mentor was uh, Sasha Balshine. Worked together uh, in a in a tech field, implementing firewalls. Uh, so big big props to him. And uh, currently, the the big benefactors of my of my success at my current work are uh, my CDO Igor Weinberg. And my uh, chief compliance uh, officer, uh, Perla, and uh, it is uh, to their to their credit a lot of the a lot of the success and the change that I do end up uh, succeeding to make. And uh, thanks for that.
0: Okay, and and I'm sure they will appreciate it. You mentioned Sasha, Igor, and uh, I didn't catch the name of the third person. That will be Perla. Okay. Perla, Uh, what's the one common myth about your profession that you want to debunk?
1: Well, I'll give you two. One one is that I don't believe that cybersecurity is IT security or that it's hacking. Uh, Actually, I I came to believe that cybersecurity or security is the most diverse profession or professional domain in the industry um that you could you were both essentially a specialization of another role like IT security so your person knows IT but that's security and you're a profession on your own because your job your, your goals are are so much different uh but also tied down to, to the company still and to the mission of IT for example still and secondly is that um it's it's not mostly technical um, the, the better, the better I got, and I always tried to be at least, you know, 50% technical, always, um, hands-on, um, at least on, on my core practices. What I find is that I do end up making more impact and more change the better I am on, on the soft skills and the better I am with people, especially, uh, you know, even when I, when I was just doing penetration testing and, and not managing security, um, you, you still need to convince the person working with you or the person you're working for uh that you know the change or the find or the project are, are worth it and are important and they extent to benefit it. and and that has a little to do with technology and a lot to do with people.
0: hmm Yeah and 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 I've heard uh you know I've heard variations of that answer before. Uh and thank you for that. Now there's one question I like to ask, uh, and it more it relates more about myself and my role as you know as the CEO of uh, of GRC Consulting Group. What would you, I mean, what advice would you give me, or you know, any other vendors in a shoes similar to mine? if you could step to my shoes, what would you have done that you think uh, th- that you, that you might think that uh, I've missed out on or that that you feel that's missing in the world today, like in terms of vendor, uh, vendor client relationship?
1: Well, I, I wouldn't assume that I, I, I know how to tell you how to do your job, uh, but I do, I do, I can share that. Um, I feel that I'm always looking for a partner uh, that I can that I can run with uh, that will look out for, for my benefit um, not only as um, someone who's being someone who's buying something, but only someone also someone who's buying something and needs to sell it internally. So I need tools to sell what I'm being sold. Um, that can relate to r o i or that can relate to you know assurance I can be given uh, of the quality of the service or whatever so whatever whatever i 'm getting I still most of the time need need to sell even if i 'm making the final call um, and and second is that i 'm looking for uh for partners uh that can you know anticipate how I can Succeed and, and uh, empower that, or how I can fail with what, what I'm being sold, um, and you know prevent that. And a lot of the times, you know, the technologies that I touch on or implement uh, can really, you know, uh, shove a stick in my in my in my, uh, in my bike's uh, in my bike's wheel and um, cause a lot of damage. And there's no one who would know better I can succeed or fail with what you're giving me than than you. Uh, and I found that very important lately, in particular.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, you know, I think uh, a community, and there are many communities right now, but a community, a community can really help uh, you know delivering those those key values, because you know once we're able as a vendor, I think uh, personally speaking, uh, as a vendor, once we're able to connect you to. To peers and you can you know just have like a straight talk with them around you know the same issue same problems I think that really provides a lot of value um well I
1: did actually find find value with with your help uh helping me make contact with other community members and I appreciate that that's been great
0: that's my pleasure um what what's the most annoying sales pitch that you've encountered and I know you've probably even encountered a few of those but uh if you could uh, you know nail it down to to one or two
1: i've I've actually gotten an email um yesterday i believe uh that was a sales pitch, but it was built like it was uh, uh a colleague of mine or just someone from work uh, asking you about security stuff and it really got me confused for for a few good lines it looks like phishing when you when you when you think about it and that just looks like an, un, an unethical practice um, so i think it would be best to avoid that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, i don't think many people um advertise by fear today or maybe i i don't see that as much Uh, because i'm not targeted with it but that is also not a great practice um yeah there's that
0: yeah okay um and what it is that you are looking for in a vendor then
1: well as as i've shared earlier i'm looking for a vendor that can really manage my success and particularly avert my failures because a lot of the tech That I'm working with integrates with a bunch of sensitive stuff and uh, does some very important work for us Uh, and I have tens of different technologies I can be an expert on them of course and I'm really relying on my partners to you know leverage their service or their technology or their you know uh, resold or integrated technology to do the best with it and absolutely not do any harm so Mm -hmm. customer success management to an extent
0: yeah, and this is a, again another recurrent answer. A lot of the CISOs I'm talking with, they're looking for a partner, long-term uh, uh, strategic partnership uh, and not to be sold on. So um, yeah, th- definitely there's that. Um, so what would you your advice be to vendors that want to connect with you but they wanna do it in a non-intrusive manner?
1: Well, I find that um I look actively a lot for for vendors and for solutions. Um, and the ones I like most are the ones that um, A are easy to reach out to, uh, and B uh, have a reason for me to reach out to you other than asking for a quote, for example, you know publishing papers, conducting research. Uh, contributing to you know um, a nonprofit that further security education or, or standards. And so the best the, the best vendor that can the best vendor can hope of having a good engagement with me uh, is as best as he can you know put himself out there in a way that already helps me or already informs me in some other way that's related. Uh, other than that, I guess you know LinkedIn, email if you if you're able to uh, make a good connection there. And of course, word of mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I have to boil it down, you know, you can go back to your network, or you're looking for vendors that have a strong market, strong content marketing uh, mechanism in place that actually can create real value. And as you mentioned, educate. And and I'm assuming that like LinkedIn requests and email requests, you will only you know. Look at if they stand they stand out in the crowd, right? Uh,
1: yes, I'm big on content uh, marketing consumption, and um, I uh, see myself mostly engaged with vendors that I look for or that uh, reached me via my colleagues or uh, otherwise I have gotten you know
0: um, recommendations for them mm-hmm. okay um. Is there any preferred media or, uh, you know, social media channel or any way that our listeners can connect with you online? Yes, so
1: that would be my, my LinkedIn. Um, it's um, Alexander Getson, um, And I would love for anyone to reach out to me about uh, research work, cloud security, or um, if they're a FinTech CISO, they wanna connect and chat about work, that'd be great.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, can you name like uh, a few, or it could be there one or, or or a few most important things to you in your career? And I think we had a similar questions about resources. But if you know, if you have like anything to add here, that would be great.
1: Well, something that's very important for me uh, to do in my career is to nurture my, my colleagues, uh, my surroundings, and hopefully have an influence on, on the industry via the nonprofit work that I do um, to develop an awareness and to try to consider um, doing the right thing for, for security and also for privacy uh, because that ties down to my um, now few, few last year's realization that the absolute, majority of my work is um, influencing and um, advertising and educating and not actually doing. Um, and when I think about it, it was true also when I was actually you know, consulting or innovation testing or, or implementing um, the most impact I could ever have as a security, a security guy um, is uh with with people and so that is quite important for me
0: mm-hmm. okay thank you uh what would you say your other interests uh, apart from work are
1: well i i do i do a bunch of music on the personal note um, i do music and i love travel of course and i love my non-profit work of course i do believe i'd still be doing security if i did not have to work full-time if i was suddenly uh, a billionaire, uh, I do believe it's to be doing security on research and a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dedicate a lot more time to, um, to nonprofit work. Um, you know, it combines you know, the, something good you can give back and also something you're already good at. It's always fun to do something you're good at, uh, very rewarding, uh, I guess there's that.
0: Yeah, and, and you mentioned traveling. What are your favorite locations? I mean, you've probably traveled extensively by by now, but uh, do you have like, can you pinpoint it to like a few favorite locations? Countries? For sure,
1: and uh, of course, actually uh, in cybersecurity is a great job if you're looking to travel around. I mean, uh, <laughs> the opportunities to go places you should know, you're probably sitting in your uh, US office right now, is it? Yeah. Right, yeah. so uh, yeah. I've I've been to to the states to to uh, to London, UK extensively and other many other places and I'll be looking to to go to Japan uh, next I think once once we're able.
0: Nice yeah, you know I recently marked on Google Maps all the places I've been to, uh, like a few continents. Uh, I can tell you it adds up, <laughs> but I um, <laughs> think if I have to pinpoint it uh, probably you know as a this is a holiday vacation I think Switzerland and Austria are probably the most beautiful places I've seen you know with the Alps and the rivers and and the lakes but also like you have so much so much uh, like great nature uh, sites here in the U.S. and obviously Southeast Asia like you know Thailand Cambodia Laos yeah. Vietnam you know, it it it's all amazing. You know, what
1: do you prefer, Southeast Asia or or the US Rockies or the US
0: parks? Right now, probably the US. Um, when I was younger, it's it's easier to travel in Southeast Asia. You know, from a budgetary standpoint, mostly, and they, they do have great nature there there, but it's I think it's much easier. I mean, everything is easier in the US if 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 you have a how to finance it, right? Um, but yeah. And and, and they have like, you know, vast nature uh, here and you know, it's untamed, untouched. So it's, it is amazing. Definitely the right uh, job to, to do a bunch of traveling. Yeah. Um, and you know, living in California, you have so many options. Uh, most days, right? Well, unless it's burning. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Most days, not, not today specifically, but yeah. Uh, for the most part. Um, So one quick uh, last question before I let you go here. Um, Have you heard, listened, watched anything lately that inspired you and you would like to share?
1: Anything that inspired me lately that I'd like to share? Well, I do see uh, a lot of people uh, take to to LinkedIn to proactively ask um, how they can help others that have lost their jobs. And that may be the the first time I've seen it happen on on such a scale particularly, and that's really inspiring. And if you can do that, if you can help a person find his first job in security, if you're already talking about security, then uh, that should be your uh, one grace a day or a year. To act on that.
0: Okay. Great. So let me take this uh, opportunity, Alex, to thank you. Thank you for your time and thank you for your insights. Uh, It was indeed a pleasure talking with you and I do hope, uh, you know, our listeners would listen to this and would be able to reach out to you. And I do hope that we'll be able to put you in touch with other colleagues that might, uh, you know, help you in any way going forward and expand your network. Um, so, so thank you again. Looking forward to meeting you in person once the COVID restrictions are lifted and you're able to travel here to San Mateo. Would be happy to, you know, grab a beer or lunch with you. And and for now, you know, let me just uh, wish you a pleasant evening. I, from the sound of it, I, I presume you you live in Tel Aviv. Just right by hearing the buses, right.
1: yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Yes, thank you for. Uh, for having me and uh, thank you for your kind words. I uh, hope you have a good day and it's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, same here. Thank you for joining us for another episode of CISO's Insiders. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more professional content, please check us out on social media.